Maybe like he was saying, did you receive breakthrough? Maybe it wasn't for me that's all. Maybe like, hey, I'm I'm resting in Jesus right now. And then it's like, okay, what do I do with that rest that I have now with him? What do I do now with that when I go out to the city, when I go out to my work tomorrow, or I go out to eat somewhere today? <clears throat> you know, what do I do with that? You know, because we all want to say the heart of evangelizing truly, it really the main heart of it is just to reveal Jesus. <clears throat> it's to reveal who he is to somebody that does not know him. Someone that doesn't know the truth is to reveal the truth of Jesus to them. And one of the greatest things when we evangelize, what it's about, <clears throat> when you start doing this act, you know, actively evangelizing, what happens is you're basically made up your mind saying, I want to do everything in life with Jesus. That's what that means. When you evangelize, you're saying, I want to do everything in life with Jesus. So what does that look like when I go pump gas? I want to do that with Jesus. When I go to the store, I, I get some dinner. I want to do that with Jesus. I, when I go to work, I want to do that with Jesus. You know, that's what evangelizing is about. That's what starts happening in your life. And you start becoming, like he's saying, the ease of it, just becoming a lover of Jesus. You know, you just become a lover and so in love with Jesus, you literally affect everyone around you. I'm going to share a testament. I'm going to share a few testimonies. One of them just happened the other day. You know, I'm going to get to it. But, like, God wrecked this person. And what happened was, it's so cool because, like, well, if you know, if your husband in here, you know, a lot of husbands will say, my wife just needs to give me that look, and I know what she's talking about. You know what I mean? How they say that, it just gives me that look, and I know that's, that's the beauty of something because it's the same way with Jesus. When I'm out in the city, he can just give me one nudge, and I know what he's doing. I can just, I, I literally, maybe not even have something on my mind. Maybe I'm coming just straight from work or straight from church. It's late. But he gives me one nudge. He gives me that look. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing in here, Jesus? What, what are you doing right now? There's something you want to do here. And believe me, it's amazing. Psalms 132, verse 16, it says, I will cover my priests with salvation power. That's amazing. <laughs> That's really, really amazing. Seriously, if you get this, Psalms 132. And it's amazing because it's a song. You know, they're singing the song saying, my priests, he will cover his priests with salvation power. The word, the word salvation just simply means, you know, the word there, when it's used, uh, <clears throat> uh, salvation, it means deliverance, freedom, liberty, all these different things, you know, setting the captives free. It's amazing because I look at this, Psalms 132, this is also the psalm where David's, David, you know, it's referred back to David saying, I'm going to build you a resting place. And then he goes on, God says, you know, I'm going to cover my priests with salvation power. I look at this as such a great, almost a great prophetic picture of Jesus because now we have a high priest who brought ultimate salvation we have a high priest who truly brought that salvation to us but it's amazing because you know he says he describes this power of freedom deliverance healing he described it though with people who are priests and if you don't know who priests are I'll give you a little background if you don't know but simple they're the ones who minister to God they're the ones who literally were the ones that kept the fire on the altar burning day and night. They're the ones that said, hey, we're going to go into the presence, most holy, holy of places to go literally worship God. And he's like, those are the people I cover my salvation power with. And Jesus comes, because like, think about this. He could have said, hey, I cover my kings with it. Hey, I cover my, you know, whatever, prophets, whatever it could be, and I cover these people with it. But it's, it shows us, though, the priests are the ones who are close to God. They were so close. Like I said, they were the ones who went into the holy of holies. They're the ones that truly minister to God day and night, like I said. 
it was a priest. And God was just saying, hey, it's these kind of people who know me, who know my heart are the ones I can give them that look. And they're no to release this healing power to somebody. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> Jesus says something. You know, it's so cool because Jesus says, he says, you know, it's very, you know, very familiar. It's just about Jesus says the kingdom of God is within. You know, we all know that. Jesus says, hey, look, the kingdom of God is within you. It's simple. It very is. Evangelizing is an internal thing. It's internal. That's what evangelism is about. That's why Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. And he goes on and says, Luke 9, he goes on and tells us that, hey, they, he sent them out to what? To preach the kingdom. He was able to once again get the kingdom within them in order for them to go preach the kingdom to see salvation happen around them. Because it's in within them. It's very hard to truly go and minister about Jesus when you don't have him in you. It's very hard. Maybe that's why you're lacking in this, in this part, in this part of your life. Maybe you're like, man, I haven't truly went out and just prayed for somebody. Man, I haven't really truly, truly went out and just went, you know, and just went and just prayed for somebody. You know, so many times, like I say, we're, we're, we're afraid because we're like, man, how can I pray for a stranger? I don't even know who they are. But that's the beauty of it. He does. So it's like, so I'm telling you, when you abide in Jesus, when you abide in him and become a priest and minister him day and night, guess what? You no longer tell yourself, I don't know that person, but you start telling yourself, God knows them. You start telling yourself, you know what, God knows this person. I'm going to trust him with this word that he gave me. Or I'm going to trust him with him saying, hey, I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm going to trust him. Why? Because he knows them. That's the beauty of it. The kingdom of God is from within you. Luke 9, 1, he tells us, once again, he says, he called his disciples. And then he said, go out and preach the kingdom. It's simple, I'm telling you. Before he ever sends you out, before he sends you anywhere to work, it's about getting in the secret place with him. Prepare your heart. Go be with him. And I'm telling you, the byproduct of intimacy, I'm telling you, it's just so amazing. You will see other people getting wrecked by Jesus. Why? Because you start saying, man, I want to do life with Jesus. I want to start doing life with him. Ask yourself that question. Has it been a while since I really just went about and just said, hey, can I pray for somebody? Can I witness this person? I want to share this testimony. It was, I put it on Facebook not too long ago. It was just about this woman, you know, who accepted Jesus at this Dollar General store I went to. You know, it was one of those moments of, you know, you go in there, he gives you that look. Jesus gave me the look. He gave me the nudge of like, hey, this woman needs something. She needs, she needs, a, she needs breakthrough. She needs encouragement. And, of course, I wasn't like, oh, I know directly a word. Just, you know, I'm going to be vulnerable. I kind of was sitting in line, and the line was taking a while. And I was like, man, like, what do you want to do? What are you doing, God? See, already, like I said, when you're in a relationship with him, when you're priests, when you're ministering to him every day of your life, even when you're in the car, even when you're wherever you're at, you do that, your mind is always aware. So here I am at the store. I'm just like, Lord, what are you doing? You already gave me that nudge. You gave me the look. What's going on? What does this lady need? You know, what, what is it? And she, she tells the worker at the cash, she tells the cashier to go look for something. And I was like, all right, it's going to take longer. What are you doing, God? Like, what, what do you want me to tell this woman? So I just really get a word of just like encouragement of God breaking shame and guilt off her life. I was like, I just, you know, I just, I was like, hey, I feel that right now. I just want to, I'm going to ask her if I can just pray with her and kind of declare this over her. So I go over to her and she's like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, hey, can I pray with you? And she's like, oh, you want to pray with me? And I was like, yeah, is that okay? I just want to encourage you, you know? And uh, <laughs> she's like, well, I'm a Wicca. And basically, she says, like, I, basically, I, I didn't know what that was at first. And I found out she was just a witch, basically witchcraft. You know, they, they worship nature. 
And I didn't know what that was at first at all. And I just, it was funny because just me, just, you know, I was, she like said, I'm awake. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, you know, and uh, without me even really knowing anything, I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. And I was like, and I was told, I was like, can I release this word that Jesus gave me for you? And she's like, okay, you can. And then anyway, it was a beautiful picture. It really was. Jesus wrecked her in the store. It's funny because she's weeping and crying of this word of getting shame broken off of her, guilt broken off of her, some things that happened to her in the past of her life. And then I started just preaching the good news to her, how Jesus came and just simply died for her. He loves you that much that he gave, you know, God gave his only begotten son. You know, he loves you that much that, you know, he's, he gave this life. That's the good news. You know what I mean? Even though you're a wicca witch, guess what? I'm telling you right now, he still loves you. He's pursuing you. You know, I just told her all these things, and she, she was just getting wrecked. She's weeping. She literally, in the store, says, I don't want to do, I don't want to be a wicked. I want to be a lover of Jesus. Like, straight up, you have to understand this. This is someone that says, hey, I'm a witch. But she's like, I don't want to do that. I want to be a lover of Jesus. Why? Because the love for Jesus is within me, and it manifests on the outside. The kingdom of God is always within I'm a lover of Jesus. <laughs> I love Jesus. And this manifested on the outside to this woman. So you don't have to know a bunch of demons. <laughs> I literally had no clue what this was, this religion she did at all. I just knew one thing. I know who Jesus is. And I know Legion bows to Jesus. <laughs> you know, I don't care, but I know one thing. I know who Jesus is. I know who he is. And that's all that you need to know truly. Priests knew one thing. They knew who God was. They knew who he was, and they went and gave sacrifice to him daily in worship. David did the exact same thing when he became priest. You know, he did this thing. He just knew who God was. So anyway, this woman's getting wrecked in the store. And I tell my wife, I'm like, I text her, I'm like, hey, the baby's crying. And once again, yeah, babies are in the car. I'm like, Lord, you want to do this? I don't know. But anyway, and I tell her, hey, the baby's cried or not. I was like, I really want you to pray over this woman. And they're like, no, they're good. So I, I bring her out there. And dude, Marissa, you know, Pastor Marissa, my wife, she just gives an amazing word to this woman. Dude, she gets wrecked outside. She's just crying even more. And to be honest, it's about just some things about motherhood and all that stuff. And it was, it was amazing. It was so cool because I, I tell her at the end, I'm like, hey, can I go buy your groceries? And I saw her carrying some groceries. I was like, she's like, yeah, I go buy, you know, that'd be so awesome. You know, she was really thankful. And while we were in there, this lady comes in, and she's, like, really looking at me, like, weird. I was like, I was like, she knows something. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she heard what happened. I don't know. I said, this lady was, like, crying really loud. She was kind of like, oh, my God, you know, being, I want to be a lover of Jesus, you know. <laughs> so what happened was the cops got called, and they were outside, and this lady came in and thought, like, hey, is this lady okay? I saw you. What were you doing with her? Like, we're praying for her, and she accepted Jesus. And the lady was like, oh. Okay, and it was just crazy, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, though, once again, like, things like this truly happen. I would say, to I don't want to say in a sense of, like, devaluing myself, but I'm nobody, like, special in a way, but, like, God wants to use you like that. I'm not someone that's in a higher ranking than you whenever you can't go to your workplace or your convenience store and see this happen. You just have to have the kingdom of God in you. You just have to abide in Jesus. You have to say, God, what is a priest? You say you cover your priest in this power. I want to be called to you. And once you're called to him, I'm telling you, it's a byproduct. Like I said, I don't love my wife if she can give me something. I just love her. Same thing with Jesus. I don't love him to give me something. I just love him. And then one day he just sends me out, and he gives me that look and that nudge. I'm like, I know what you're doing. You see what I'm saying, though, for real. It really is like that. 
Sorry, God's amazing. So anyway, in the kingdom of God's within you. You know, he covers these priests. Just sit at his feet daily. And I'm telling you, you're going to start developing this hunger to see people get wrecked by Jesus. You really are. And you start having this boldness, which I want to talk about next. You know, boldness, you know, Jesus says, you know, all with God, all things are possible. And he says, with God. And that word with just simply mean in that verse means near, being near somebody. We know what the word says, draw near, you know, to me here, draw near to us. That's beautiful. So these things, you know, we want to see the impossible happen, right? We want to see the impossible, like people like that getting wrecked daily. People like that getting just totally hammered by Jesus. We want to see the impossible happen. But in order to see that happen, he's saying, you got to be near me. You have to be near me. Because I'm telling you, sometimes we don't see stuff like that in our life sometimes, you know, you know, Moses, one, one thing Moses did, you know, we all, very, you know, famous story, Moses, he frees the people out of Egypt. You know, we know that he frees those people. And what is Egypt? Egypt is just a, a prophetic sign of simple, the people are trapped in their sin and trapped in slavery. That's what Egypt means, just simple like that. So Moses is like, he gives Jesus, I mean, he gives God every excuse in the book of saying, why am I being used to do this? Why am I going to be used? He literally even tells him, I have a stuttering problem. I can't talk right. I, I, you know, and literally God doesn't say, hey, someone's going to lay hands on you and heal you. Hey, so go to this conference. You're going to get a prophetic word. You're going to be an evangelist to go and save the people in Egypt. God tells him, I'm with you. With all things with me are possible. So Moses, it's, you want to know where boldness comes from. Boldness comes from of you having an awareness that he's near. That's where boldness comes from. So if you're saying being bold as a lion doesn't come from a personality. It doesn't come from you being so outgoing. Boldness comes from your awareness that he's near. Come on. Isn't that beautiful? That's where boldness comes from. So if you have a lack of boldness in your evangelizing, it's might because you have a lack of an awareness that he's near you. He's near you when you go out there like this person that got wrecked at Dollar General. I knew that he's near. So whatever she had, whatever, I'm not afraid of it because I know he's near. So I'm able to be bold. I'm not the best person that can speak well. You know, I'm not the best person that can, you know, say these words, right? But it doesn't matter. I'm bold. Why? Because he's near. He is near. I have an awareness that he's near me. So I'm telling you, your boldness comes from that awareness that he's near you. Come on. 2 Timothy 4, 5 says, very famous passage says, you know, do the work of the evangelists. But it's cool because uh, before that, though, before it says, it says, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Then it goes on and says, do the work of the evangelists. It's and it's so cool because... Uh, and some, the New King James Version, it says, be watchful. It doesn't, this is New Living. It says, you know, be, but you should keep a clear mind. And some of them in New King says, be watchful. And then it says, do the work of the evangelist. You know, a very, very key piece. Like I said, we talked about the kingdom of God within us. We talked about our heart position. You know, priests, that's what it was about. A priest couldn't, you know, go and give a defile sacrifice to God. We can't give something defiled to God in our heart. You see what I'm saying? It's about the heart. Kingdom of God is within same exact thing, you know, this, but I believe, one thing I do believe is this, uh, evangelism takes also a renewed mind. 
That's why it says this. Do the work of the evangelist. But before it says that, it says, what does it say? Have a clear mind about all things. But then some of it says, be watchful. Because I'm telling you, when your mind is renewed, you're, you're watchful for every opportunity to see God's glory invade earth. Literally, this is what this says, 2 Timothy 4, 5. It says, be watchful. Do the work of the evangelist. Because you start looking for opportunities. Why? You start doing life with Jesus. You start doing that life. You start pumping that gas. You start going to Dodge General. You start going to Walmart. You start going to HEB. And you start seeing these things happen. Why? Because you're starting to be watchful. Believe me, I'm being honest. I'm telling you right now, go to Walmart. Go somewhere. Go to your workplace. And you'd be very surprised once you start being watchful of how many people in there are depressed. And how many people in there are truly getting ready to kill themselves. Truly, be watchful. And you start seeing stuff like that. So you start being watchful. I'm telling you, you'd be so surprised. of like, wow, I never knew you were like that. But now you're being watchful. Your mind's renewed. It really starts saying, Jesus, let heaven invade earth right now. Just let it invade earth. And once again, if you get afraid, if you're afraid of like, man, I can't do this, hey, he's near you. He's near. Come on. Every situation, you can go, you can go back. Go back to the Old Testament of Joshua. Go back to Moses. Go back to David. Go to these people that literally just got these impossible situations of like impossible callings. Like, hey, you're going to be king. You're going to raise an entire nation. You know, you're going to bring the ark back. Joshua, you're the one that's going to bring my people to the promised land. Moses, you're going to bring my people out of Egypt. What did God tell every single one of them? I'm with you. So I'm telling you, your boldness comes from not what you can do, but you're an awareness that he's near you. So I'm telling you, as you go out there, be aware that he's near. And you're going to be so bold just to step out. And like I said, you, don't, you literally have to just tell someone John 3.16. Tell them the good news. Like I said, you may not get a word, like a prophetic word of like, man, I see this and that. You might have my saying, but I'm saying, though, just be bold and step out and know that he's near and know and be watchful. Just start being watchful. Start having a clear mind. Let have your mind. I think I heard Bill Johnson one time say this. He said, a renewed mind basically starts living a life of knowing that God doesn't want to do something for you, but he wants to do something through you. I think I heard him say that before a while back. And I think I read a book a while back, honestly, with that. And it's like, it's just, it's just the truth. You know, you start seeing things like that. You stop saying like, oh, God, destroy witchcraft, you know. But instead you're like, hey, you're a wicked. Let me break this witchcraft off you. You know, God wants to use you to destroy these things. God wants to use you to destroy witchcraft in your workplace, or he wants to use you to bring healing forth to somebody's heart physically or, you know, emotionally. He wants to use you. But I'm telling you, just talks about just be in love with him. Just be so in love with him. I'm telling you, that's just what it's about. I want to share a testimony about being bold. You know, just being bold. One day, uh, this is a while back, believe there's so many testimonies I can share, you know, with God doing something. But I really felt this one, though. You know, uh, it was a me and a friend. I was actually taking my friend out to go evangelize for one of his first times. I was like, hey, let's just go out. You know, let's go. Let's just drive around town, see what, see what we're, maybe we see. God say, stop here. You know, as we're driving and stuff like that, we, we go to a park that's on 16th Street, and we see a group of guys out there. It's probably about like eight people, eight of them, nine. And then we're like, hey, we're like, hey man, let's just let's go there. It's like Sunset Park, I believe it's called. And we're like, let's go there. Come on, let's go. So we go there, we park the car, we go to that park, and we go, we, we uh, uh, you know, approach these, these dudes, and uh, we go up to them, and once again, we tell them what we're doing, and 
We tell them, once again, like there's eight people there. We can easily be afraid. We can say, I don't know if we want to do this. I don't know if they're going to accept us. I don't know. You know, all these different things can come in. Are they going to be accepting? Are they going to really take the words I have? I don't know if God's really doing I don't know. But I knew one thing. He was near. He was near us. So I was like, let's go do this. So anyway, there's eight people. We go up there. I knew God. It was just, it was an amazing, it was amazing what happened. We're like, hey, we were here. I, tell the, I was telling my friend, let's just tell these people what we're doing. Let's just go up to them. So we go up to them, and we're like, hey, what's up, y'all? And they're like, really looked at us weird. Of course, she's like, what's up? Like, what are you doing, you know? It's always awkward, I'm telling you. It really is. Once you get past that awkward moment, you're good. <laughs> it's always awkward. So anyway, you're, you know, we're talking to these, this group of men, and, like, we're telling them, like, you know, like, what we're doing, why we're here. We really, we're like, we really believe God highlighted y'all, man. We want to go and pray for y'all. You know, we want to pray with y'all. And, of course, people are, actually one guy left after we said that. He did. So one guy left. He was like, I don't, I don't want none of that. I don't, I don't do that stuff. So he left. So it was eight, eight people there. And so we're like, and the other people kind of were excited. Like, you know, you know what? It was almost like they were saying, we give you a chance. Like, we, you can pray with us. Yeah, it's, it'll be all right. We're like, all right, let's pray. So as we're praying, man, like, seriously, as we're praying, the Lord just highlights fear in the group of these people. I was like, man, y'all live in a lot of fear. Do y'all do that? Like, I just really feel fear right now. Like, y'all fear for y'all's lives. And, dude, these, this one, two guys have been just broke. And he was telling us, like, he started, he started, he was just broken, man. He's like, dude, like, I live so fearful every day of my life. Of, am I going to make it the next day? Or am I even going to have enough money to do anything for my family? And so it was a beautiful picture. Like, these people were getting wrecked. You know, they're, they're opening up and stuff like that. You can tell the other people around them were like, whoa. Like, and they knew them. And so they were like, that's true. Yeah, he, like, tells us that all the time. Like, he's just fearful. Like, man, like, the way his lifestyle is. He's like, man, you know, all this and, you know, this and that. And it was, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. But anyway, at the end, all eight of them accepted Jesus. All eight of them, these two people. But all eight of them accepted Jesus. It was because just being bold. You know, being so bold like that, being bold and not just that, once again, doing life with Jesus. I didn't go in there like, seriously, that's literally all I said was just that. I was nothing fanciness and I didn't take whatever, all this teachings. It just literally was just like the fear was on these people. And I started just preaching the good news to them, telling them what Jesus did for them and telling them this fear is broken off of you because of the cross, because of the good news. And these people literally were people that were, like, telling us also, like, man, like, we never had anyone even share this with us before. Like, I really didn't believe God forgave me for whatever I did, all the stuff I've been doing. You know, all these different things. And like I said, just you, when you're watchful, when you're just driving down the street and you're like, oh, you're watchful. You have this renewed mind of, like, it's a lifestyle now. Like, seriously, like, evangelism now it's not even a burden no more. It's not saying, like, I got to do it. My pastor's telling me. No, it's, like, more of, like, it's so much joy like, seriously, there's so much joy of now this being watchful in my workplace. Like, who needs prayer? Who might today need something that Jesus needs? It's so joyful. It really is. It becomes so joyful of being watchful, just seeing heaven to invade earth. So just remember, I'm about to just tie it up here. But anyway, like I said, these people, eight, the eight people, you know, the woman that was like this at Dollar General, like I said, these things can happen through you. These things can truly happen. They can happen daily. They can happen, you know, consistently more than just saying, hey, I come here, you know, this, that. And like I said, and we always talk about it too when we come here, just be bold and share a word of faith. Share, just share your word. We always talk about it too. It doesn't matter if they respond right or not. Because I think when you're worried about 
when you're worried about how they respond, that means one thing. That means you're putting the, all the attention on yourself. That's what that means. If you're worried about how they respond to you, that means one thing. Yourself is too in the way. That's just what it's about. You're in the way too much if you start thinking like that. And that's why, that's why it's so important to, once again, live as a priest and daily sacrifice yourself. Get yourself out of the way. And then those things, that, those hunger, those things that were always in you will start coming up. You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to have a title to do, be an evangelist. You don't have to do all these things. You don't. Just be a lover of Jesus. Because I'm telling you, once you're watchful, you're going to be so surprised of how many people around you, maybe even family, of how many people around you that truly need a touch from Jesus. Like I said, this lady at Dollar General, man, she seemed so perfect. There was nothing wrong with her. It looked like at all. Like seriously. And even when she told me I practiced this, she seemed so like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. This is what I do. But then once that word of shame and guilt came and God breaking that off, she broke. Like seriously. She looked, she looked, these other eight guys, they looked perfect. You want to talk about full of pride? That's what they were. They were like full of pride. And then once the you know, humility of Jesus, the humility that Jesus took the cross, humility invaded the atmosphere with these people. I'm telling you, that's just what it's about. So I'm telling you, just be bold. He's near. Man, come on. Be a priest. Be covered in that salvation power. Come on. Man, thank you, Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's just pray real quick. Come on. Yeah, come on. Let this stir you up. I remember what happened last time. I say this all the time. I say we... That lady that got wrecked was on a Thursday night, and I tell my people this all the time whenever, you know, Pastor John allows me to share the testimonies. I say, let the testimony stir you up. That's why I say it all the time. That happened on a Thursday night when we left church. It was literally 9 o'clock, hey, baby's got to get home, this and that. We're like, hey, let's stop by the store real quick. And that's what happened. Why? Because these testimonies that were shared Thursday night stirred us up to say, dude, let's see this happen. Let these testimonies stir you up to see this happen in your workplace. I'm telling you, you are called to do this. Be bold. Father, we thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. You're so good. So, Father, I just pray, God, right now that we will be priests, God, and you will cover us with just that salvation power because we become whatever we worship. As we worship you, as we minister to you, we're going to become like you, Jesus, with the salvation power. We're going to become the truth like you, Jesus, and we're going to be able to overflow in that truth to everybody around us. Let us just sit at your feet, Jesus. And just like that woman said, I'm a lover of you, let, that, let whatever is in us be manifested on the outside. Let the kingdom of God be manifested on the outside of us as we go to these different stores, wherever we do, family, whatever it is. And God, just as that word says, what does it say? Let us be as bold as, actually says the righteousness are as bold as lions. It's the people that recognize again who they are in Jesus. We're righteous. Once again, they're as bold as lions. The righteous are clean because why? Jesus is near them. So we're going to be bold, Father, because we know that you're near. I pray everybody in here does not look at themselves and once again be like Moses and say, and they look at their lack of ability to bring the kingdom forth. But instead, they look at you and say, I know you're near me. And they have boldness, God. Let this be just a stirring up, Father. I pray that, Lord, that there just be stirred up in Jesus' name. Amen.